Welcome to Always and Forever, a One Tree Hill podcast where two lifelong friends and superfans analyze and dissect the greatest teen show from the early 2000s. This week we are discussing I Will Dare, the fifth episode of season two, which was written by the creator of the show, directed by Thomas J. Wright, and originally aired on October 19th, 2004, which was exactly two days before Jeremy Rodriguez turned 14. Wow. That's exciting stuff. <laughs> Big year. What can I say? <laughs> Little Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy, I'm so excited for this episode because my best friend Jenna Lenskill returns. Oh, yes. It ah! was an absolute fucking delight having Jenna return with us. Uh, t- talking about uh, a dare night that she hosted. Yes. <laughs> which was really wild to hear about. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still a little bit jealous I wasn't invited to that, but I'm not going to hold that against you, Jenna. It's, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> we will do that another time, even though we're all in our 30s. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was so much fun, and it was totally based off of One Tree Hill's Dare Night. So it was fun to reminisce about our own. Which For was- real so long ago at this point <laughs> exactly and uh speaking of reminiscing so caitlin i'm sure you remember this uh remember a year ago when we were just trying to figure out our dynamic for podcasting figuring out if this is something we wanted to do i remember <laughs> our first test run ever yes so Ironically, our uh, first uh, episode of Always and Forever that we ever recorded, just as like a test, we, you know, we, we recorded it, we edited it, we produced it, we just, you know, just made it for ourselves. But it was on this episode, I Will Dare. We figured that this was a really fun episode, so it was just like fun to talk about. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think it was a good one to choose. Yeah, for real. And uh, Caitlin, let me tell you, I listened to this episode last night. Did you really? I, I have not since a year ago. So, <laughs> for, Okay, for one thing, I gotta say, I was surprised it's not as bad as I thought it would be. Really? It's actually, like, it's. I think it's pretty well put together. There, there was a lot of things that we stuck with. There's some things that we did not stick with. Uh... But it was, for the most part, I thought it was pretty well done. There's some pretty cringeworthy moments. I bet. Um, <laughs> I'm scared for, to listen. <laughs> for one thing, like, you know how, like, when we transition the topics and, we, you know, mm-hmm. we, we we always, like, try to make it funny because we just ended up saying, fuck it. We don't, under- we don't know how to do transitions. The transitions in this episode are so forced. <laughs> It is so funny. Oh, that, that's hilarious. <laughs> like, I almost wonder, like, what were we talking about before that? Like, I wish we edited it. Like, or I wish we didn't edit it at all. <laughs> because I want to know, like, what came before that? How did we decide to do this transition? <laughs> I know. We were really caught up on that in the beginning of the podcast. And then, we're, then we just realized, wait, let's just move on. <laughs> like, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> if it makes exactly. sense. Uh, yeah, there's there's some parts that are very wooden, but like it was it was really funny just to hear like how long we have come. Um, but anyway, that episode is going to be up for our patrons to listen to. So visit patreon.com/alwaysothpod for more information. 
And you can listen to our awkwardness. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be so great. But it's, 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 a, it's a good thing. You can see how far we've come, yep. you know? For sure. Caitlin, you really should listen to it, though. I'm telling you, it's, it's like night and day. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to listen to that. that that'll be fun. <laughs> Cringeworthy, yes. but fun. <laughs> we also have some other fun stuff on Patreon. Ooh, what is that? Ooh, our first Royal Review episode. Oh my god, what is Royal Review, Caitlin? So, it's basically a commentary podcast about the One Tree Hill podcast with Sophia Bush, Hillary Burton, and Bethany Joy Lenz. Yes. A podcast where we discuss the podcast (laughs) on One Tree Hill, which we also host a podcast on. (laughs) It's gonna be great. And uh, we... (laughs) But we actually have not recorded this episode yet. We're actually going to record that in just a few minutes after we're done with this intro. (laughs) (laughs) So, but oh my God, Caitlin, I am so, so fucking excited to hear all of our, all of your thoughts on Drama Queens. Because we really haven't talked much about it. There are a few things here and there, but Mm -hmm. we like, this is totally like the first time we're talking about nine episodes of the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, because we've been trying, we've been trying to like keep it a keep it a secret, like from each other. We're mm-hmm. trying to like you know make it so like all of you can listen in on this conversation. And our, our goal is to make the conversation completely unfiltered, unedited. So <laughs> you'll just be hitting out with us as friends when you listen to this. And yeah, once again, uh, Patreon.com/slash Always OTH Pod. Check us out. As a reminder, this podcast is spoiler-free, but stay tuned after the credits for a fully spoiled discussion. Somebody told me that this is the place where everything's better and everything's safe. The Tree Hill crew receives mysterious invitations to a night of drama, excitement, and intrigue at Karen's Cafe. That night, they learn Felix sent the invites for an evening he calls Dare Night, which makes some of them hesitant to participate. Reluctantly, they all join the fun and team up. Guys versus girls. Some of the dares are... Lucas has to return a bra and clothes, but the catch is he has to wear them while doing it. Tim attempts getting a full body wax. Brooke has to dine and dash. Mouth Skills and Fergie perform on stage to Baby Got Back. Peyton and Haley eat pickled eggs. Nathan and Tim dress up as lady leprechauns and sell cookies door to door. And Felix and Brooke jump in an open grave. In addition to the dares, we meet some new characters. While Lucas, clad only in underwear, tries to outrun mall security guards, he meets Anna, who helps him escape. They even kiss in a photo booth for one of the dares. Meanwhile, Keith meets a customer at the car dealership named Jules. There's definitely some flirting. Karen and Andy also turn off the heat when they go out for hot dogs and ice cream, which sounds like a euphemism, but I promise it is not. Finally, in a dramatic twist, we learn that Anna and Felix are brother and sister. Dum, dum, dum. Using a cell phone with picture and video, I'm Jeremy Rodriguez. <laughs> That's a really good one. <laughs> Thank you. I worked hard on it. Bored and ignored, I'm Caitlin Elinich. Aww. <laughs> and we have a special guest. Stealing coins out of a fountain, I'm Jenna Linskold. Yay, you're back again. 
Back Woo! again! <laughs> the one person I would not mind sharing Jake Jagowski with and a little throuple. Thank That's you. true. Yeah. Although he's not in this episode, so we'll have to bond over something else, Jeremy. Yeah, I know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we'll be fine. I mean, the most we have is Felix, which... Yeah. We'll get into that. Um, before we talk about the episode, though, Caitlin, do you know why I picked that as my intro? Yes, I love it. I was thinking that is one of the dares we did in our own dare night. <laughs> okay, Except- yeah, so Caitlin told me about this dare night. First off, I'm a little bit mad I wasn't invited. Uh, secondly, uh, tell me a little bit more about it. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, Jenna had the genius idea to take One Tree Hill's concept of Dare Night and create our own Dare Night with totally yep. different dares, except the one that you just used in your intro, the finding the coins in the fountain, which my group did not do that one. I guess we just, I don't know. There were some we didn't get to. Yeah, that was definitely one of the more tamer dares, but it yeah, it was the only one that was actually in the show. Um other than that, it was a completely different list of dares. So I guess that's why I'm back for, you know, this episode, because I am the uh, creator of our own dare night. And it was actually <laughs> funny. I texted Caitlin earlier this week because I got a reminder on Google Photos. You know how it tells you if like two years ago this happened or like three years ago you were here. It said 12 years ago and it was all these pictures of dare night. So the 12 year <laughs> anniversary of dare night. Nice just happened this week which which is really funny but um that yeah, is we... really impeccable timing honestly yeah that's that's <laughs> wild i know it, it was it was really funny because it sparked my memory to actually look up all of the photos that we took from that night and it jogged my memory on all of the different dares that we did because i forgot about a lot of them the stealing coins out of the fountain i had no idea that we did that i completely forgot about it even though i was the one who actually did it during <laughs> our groups like you know going around to do all the different dares but yeah caitlin do you remember some of the other ones that we did yeah i was upset oh what kind my of dares god there were so many i love the one when my group was we were literally meditating <laughs> sitting on the ground it was hilarious this, that one kills me to this day because there's a video of it <laughs> that one was really good there was definitely a range of some were a lot more tame than others like when i was going through the pictures there was walk through a drive through which is kind of funny um <laughs> one of the ones That's that so i funny. actually find hilarious is buying 69 cents worth of gas yep. and i think it is only funny because we were in New Jersey. So we had to ask the gas station attendant, because we don't pump our own gas, for exactly 69 cents of gas. <laughs> yes, that is a foreign concept to anybody outside New Jersey, by the way. It surprises everybody when I tell them about it. But yeah, New yep. Jersey, we don't do that here. Because <laughs> we're the only state now that, oh my God, pumps Wait, our own gas. Because it used to be another state, and I don't think that state has it anymore. There's New York. Really? I, there's some part of New York, some parts of New York, and then there's another place. I completely forgot where it is. Um, point, Oregon. But... I, I thought yeah. Oregon, but they don't they do it stopped. anymore? I'm pretty oh. sure. Oh my oh. god. That is a Jersey claim to fame. I don't think we'll ever get rid of that. What was the thing? <laughs> um, we don't pump our gas, we pump our fists or something. <laughs> From Jersey Shore. I would not be surprised. Oh yeah. Like, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, but some of the other dares, I like wrote a list of them because I wanted to remember. There was um, run up a down escalator, buy condoms <laughs> using only coins, a skinny dip in a creek, get in one of those like pre-made department store beds. You know how they like oh, have yeah. the display beds for the comforters? Yeah, yeah we did like, that one. Cra- crawl into that. Um, <laughs> act like you know a stranger, kiss a stranger, and apply to be a dancer at a strip club. So those are some of them. There was a long list. I don't think any group actually completed all of them. No. I, no. There was too many to do in that, that set amount of time. And I think... Was there a point system? Or, like, was it a competition? Or I think so. I think there was a point system. I know a team won at the end of the day, but um, I don't think any one team actually completed all of the dares. I do think at least one team completed one of the dares so like someone at least did all of them but no one got them all complete except i think someone lied about kissing a stranger and then we found out years later that they actually knew the person (laughs) do you remember that caitlin vaguely vaguely oh my god oh my god did you mention the one where you had to stop at a green light no but that was one of them that was i love that one too because i was sneaky and i found like a road where like no one goes down so it was super easy to do (laughs) <laughs> yeah it wasn't awkward. wow yeah but so, that was a lot of fun so did anybody eat uh five pickled eggs or <laughs> no oh i don't think there were any eating dares other than drink a monster in like a minute oh, God. that was like oh. the only yeah. chug an energy drink or something yeah you know? oh jeez. Mm-hmm. and then you were probably like zooming through Every time I drink Monster, I'm just like, I'm just like literally like flying. I'm like, hello, everybody. You want to build a house right now? Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Like, okay, we done? We done? Even more energetic than I normally am. So. Oh, my goodness. Gosh, that That's triggered awesome. me just hearing that. <laughs> Anywho. Well, Jeremy, I'm so sorry that you didn't participate in our Dare Night 12 years ago, but I think we should do another one. Uh, get it. all the always and forever listeners involved, and <laughs> you can definitely be involved this time. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Uh, just reenact the uh, One Tree Hill one, or at least some of the dares. As I was going to say, pandemic theme, we might have to do it through Zoom. <laughs> if, mm. if COVID is still a thing. <laughs> it's uh, just like, just buy some pickled eggs. We'll all eat them together at the same time, yeah? Ugh. No. <laughs> <laughs> Pull Jenna Kayla gave me a look like, nah. <laughs> Peyton oh couldn't even get through one in this episode. Which, by the way, I gotta say, like, I totally would have done what Haley suggested. Like, take a take a picture of her eating one egg and then tell her and then tell everybody they ate five. I'm like, why didn't they do that, honestly? Like, you should do that. Come on. Agreed. I know. Like, how would they know? <laughs> how would they know? It's- Exactly. The rules weren't very specific. I'm just saying. I mean, you know, and it was to begin the technology, like a cell phone with picture and video. Like, come on. Wow. That is really high tech. Yeah. Yeah. Like, (laughs) that dates the episode so much, that reference. Because they say it so many times. had to give the phones away. Yep. (laughs) Like, nobody had their own phone with picture and video. (laughs) I know. Tim got oh, all excited. He's wild. like, oh, sweet. <laughs> it is beautiful. Yeah, that killed all me. All right. Shall we get into talking about this song? Yes. So this week's episode is entitled After the Song, I Will Dare by The Replacements. And what did everybody think? 
So I thought this song was really like spot on. <laughs> I mean, they're really it was straightforward. There wasn't really like any deep meaning to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean that repetitive phrase, "If you will dare, I might dare." Like that's repeated throughout the whole song, and I think yeah. that's essentially what the night is. Everyone's daring each other to like do these crazy things. Yeah. And I also took it on another level as well. I also tried to think that a lot of the characters were being vulnerable for the first time in a while. Um, We see Karen going on a date with Andy. Brooke decides to take a chance with Felix. I do not agree with that, but she still does it. I am just saying. Uh, We see Lucas and Atticus. Keith and Jules are flirting. Um, Peyton, we see her make a confession to the priest. And we also see Tim getting vulnerable with Nathan as well. So overall, I just feel like these characters are making, are daring themselves to do other things as well. Not just like, you know, doing like these, doing actual dares, but they're also daring themselves to be vulnerable with other people and to try something new, essentially. Jeremy, you went really deep on this. I was like, oh, it's the title. (laughs) I will dare. (laughs) It's Dare Night. I mean... To me, it's uh, it's an easy way to remember what episodes dare night because you know some episodes you don't know them by the title. It's like this is the boy toy episode, this is the dare night episode. So yes. this one, it's like, oh, I will dare, dare night. Got it. We're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked your analysis too, Jeremy. I wasn't really thinking about it that way, but you have a point with Karen and Andy and and Peyton confessing and yeah. We also see Lucas tell Anna too. He says, Anna, I dare you to call me. So it's like, you know, I feel like there's there's multiple layers to this. With dare you to move in the background. With dare you to move. <laughs> did anyone catch that? Yes, I did. I did. I will be talking about that a little bit later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny. So let's talk about the new characters in this episode. Hell yeah. <laughs> I, I was a little bit reluctant on my excitement for this. I was about to say, hell yeah. And I'm like, we'll say. <laughs> What makes you conflicted on our new characters, Jeremy? Um, I mean, I don't really like new characters on Montreal. Hill <laughs> at the end of the day. I don't like a lot of the newer characters on this season specifically. Um, I feel like the show gets a lot better with introducing new characters, but I feel like this season in particular really forces a lot of them down our throats. I will say this, I, I can't really talk about it much in the space of this episode, but I really do like Anna. And that's something I love we'll talk Anna. more about in the spoiler segment. But I I know back then she didn't really like resonate with me, like in these first few episodes specifically. But yeah, that's me just trying to be very vague with my thoughts at the moment. Yeah. Well, Anna does kind of randomly appear in this episode. Like mm-hmm. really kind of comes out of nowhere. So Yeah. And this is a great time for me to bring up Zara to move. Um, are they trying to say that, because as we all know, in season one, episode eight, this is the song that plays when Nathan and Haley share their first kiss. Is this supposed to be a parallel? Are we trying to think that this is the new Nathan Haley, Lucas and Anna? I don't know. Ooh. I is that think what they were thinking just... back then? I'm not saying that's where it goes, but is that what they were thinking? I don't think so. I think they were just like, ooh, this episode's about dare night. This song is about <laughs> daring you. Let's throw it in there again. But I see where you're going with that. Like, if you're really paying attention to the songs, because music is so important to the show, you may Mm -hmm. think, ooh, that was such an iconic song for Nathan and Haley. Is it going to continue with other relationships now? Yeah, I agree. 
I mean, obviously it's important for Nathan and Haley, but I, I, I really do think they just threw it in there because, oh, it has Dare in it. <laughs> and it's kind of like an <laughs> emotional song, too. <laughs> it's a little bit of an emotional song. So I guess it's their way of hinting, like, maybe there, there's going to be something going on between Lucas and Anna, which I think even before that song, you already see evidence of that. Like, there's something going on there. But we yeah. don't know exactly what. I mean, we see them kiss at a photo booth. Yeah. Gasp. But as a dare. Yeah. As a dare. That's true. And I, I know I didn't chat with you guys about the other episodes in the season so far, but we've had a lot of new characters recently with like Felix and Andy, Anna and Jules. Who's your favorite of them so far? I'm really curious. Based on the five episodes in season two that we've seen. I'd say probably Anna. Like, just based on these first five episodes, I'd say Anna for sure. Interesting. It was yours. What? I love Anna. Anna's definitely one of my favorites. I'm very on the fence about Jules. I don't like Felix. But I really like Andy. Andy's one of my favorites, actually. He's like my my Jake right now. Actually. Aww. <laughs> well, Jake's not in the episode, so I mean... Andy's my replacement Jake until Jake comes back into my life. I really like Andy. Aw. You moved on so fast. <laughs> Wait till you uh, listen to our discussion on episode four, Jenna. <laughs> oh, I'm very interested to hear this. <laughs> we, we had a we had a very nuanced reaction on Andy, I think. Hmm. I don't know. How would you describe it, Caitlin? <laughs> well, you know, their relationship starts in a kind of inappropriate way. It w- Not kind of. It starts in an inappropriate way. So that's what we were kind of grappling with. Even though he's likable. He is likable. Yeah. At the same time, we do kind of like him and Karen and the dynamic they have. While also knowing this is not okay in real life. And I feel like that's a good thing to be aware of, you know? Yeah. I think... I like Andy individually. I'm not sold on him and Karen yet. Just like okay. with Jules and Keith, I can't get there. There's a lot of flirtation in this episode. I'm thinking something's going to maybe happen between them, especially because she wants him to call when she doesn't buy the car at the end of the episode. So you're led to believe that there may be, you know, something starting with them. And I, I don't know. I'm not sold on it yet. Maybe it's because I like Karen and Keith, but I don't know. These new relationships have me, have my guard up a little bit. For sure. Kind of all of them, really. Like Brooke and Felix, too. Obviously. I mean, that one's the most obvious of like, ugh. <laughs> Felix is awful. <laughs> Which we've, we've already talked about that a lot this season. Um, <laughs> you probably can agree with us, Jenna, that Felix is just... What's the other thing we talked about in the last episode, Jenna? I fucking hate Felix. Like, <laughs> oh, I, I hate, yeah, I hate the sight of him. <laughs> like, literally everything about him. I hate Felix too. The only good thing Felix gives us is the Dare Night episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Arguably, yeah, I would say that. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, and do you think that he created Dare Night? just to get time with Brooke, or do you think he had ulterior motives to, like, actually try to make friends? I feel like the Dare Night is something that he probably did at other schools. Ooh, I I didn't think of that. Maybe. I just have that feeling, but I feel like, you know, 
he decided to use this as a vehicle to get closer to Brooke. Because he's like, oh, I do this with all the new schools I go to. I might as well use this as an opportunity to get closer to Brooke. Yeah. Yeah, I think point. he he likes to be the center of attention, and this is a good way to be be that. And getting Brooke's attention is also, and getting closer, closer to her is definitely part of it. Yeah, he tries to get her to make a reservation at dinner, and then we see the host completely reject her, which I think is so funny. He's like, perhaps there's another name. Angelina Jolie, no. Queen of Sheba, no. Queen of Hearts, no. How about Queen Latifa? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good Brookline. Which, which, by the way, I am totally headcanon that that host, that, that host is gay, because I don't know, like, I just got that vibe. <laughs> <laughs> so... I'm just saying, I probably could have, like, got a got a table booked at that restaurant. I'm just saying. Just saying. <laughs> Jeremy. <laughs> a nice little side note there. <laughs> Anyhow. I have to say, though, of all the dares in this episode, the dining and dash one is the one I have the most issue with. I don't know if it's just because I feel for these waitresses and, and waiters at the restaurant, but oh my gosh, that one, like, that one kills me because all the other ones are kind of in good fun, but I'm like, you're not going to pay. Maybe it's just like my moral inner self coming out, but I really hate that dare. Yeah. Yeah, I agree too. That's like, that's messing with somebody else's life. And exactly. if you like start off by saying, like, this is not going to hurt you or anybody else, I'm like, yeah, this is hurting somebody else. But can we talk about some of the really gross lines in this whole thing? Um, <laughs> Felix asked Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin always likes to laugh at my pain. What is that? <laughs> I'm breaking the tension. All right. Felix says, what do they fall for first? The shoplifting or the eating disorder? Like, why? And Brooke tries to punish him by being like, you know, she she ends up ordering like two of the most expensive dishes. But like, he he, I don't have an eating disorder. But like, the, the fact that it's treated as such like a lighthearted moment really bothers me. I gotta say that. Yeah, that is. They are really making him out to be like a terrible person. Mm-hmm. Just every every piece of dialogue is problematic. Basically, everything that comes out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like they're trying to make it look like, oh, Brooke is being challenged by somebody. Because if you really think about it, there, there's never been, like, a real, like, equal to Brooke. But it's kind of, I don't really like comparing him and Brooke as the same person. Like, we talked about this in the last episode, Caitlin, about how, um, like, like Felix is uh, Brooke in pants. Like, no, this is, <laughs> this is a terrible comparison. Yeah, maybe very superficially. You know, they mm. want to be the center of attention. They're they're loud and talkative. They're very social. But, I mean, Brooke has a heart, and I have yet to see Felix's. Like, I'm convinced he doesn't have one. He has no soul. <laughs> he has no soul. And we're supposed to believe, like, the the whole thing about him talking about friends and benefits, about how, like, you'll see, like, you know, you're not going to get your heart broken and all that. Which, I gotta say, I don't know if I've ever told anybody about my philosophy on, like, friends and benefits. I don't like the concept of friends with benefits, okay? Because I think friendship is the greatest benefit. I think it should be called... (laughs) (laughs) Both Caitlin and Jenna just looked at me. They're like, oh, they just had, like, this, like, little moody eye on their face, but... The puppy dog guys came out. I think the better term for something like this is sex with benefits, because I feel like 
I feel like normally when somebody is friends with benefits, it's usually just somebody they casually hook up with and they're not really friends with and they don't care about them. You know, the whole thing about Felix saying, like, he's not going to have a broken heart with friends with benefits. I mean, if that person really is your friend, your friend can still break your heart. So I don't really think you have an interest in being friends, Felix. That's an interesting philosophy, Jeremy. Thank you. Thank you so much. Because... Speaking of somebody who has had, like, a few friends with benefits in the past, usually those people aren't really my friends. <laughs> I gotta admit that. Hmm. And it's mutual, too. Like, they don't think of me that way either. So I think yeah. that's what makes it work, is because you're not connected on that level. <laughs> right. That's what I was gonna yeah. say. I feel like a lot of times in that situation, if you were friends beforehand, and then you have that physical relationship, too, chances are... If you already like them as a friend, you're probably going to get there, you know, mentally and emotionally too. And then someone's going to get hurt. Even if you're not technically like in a relationship, I think a lot of times someone yeah. starts to want that or the other person doesn't. And then it, it just gets messy. So yeah. interesting philosophy. I like that. Friendship is the greatest benefit. That's so sweet. <laughs> That's my favorite quote. <laughs> it wasn't in the episode, but it is now my favorite quote. <laughs> <laughs> On a different note, though, and I want to go back to talking about Anna and her scenes a little bit. Um, a funny little pop culture fun fact. So Lucas says, women have a habit of leaving me in the middle of the night, which he's obviously talking about Nikki and that in that instance but it should also be noted that a cinderella story which she started with hillary duff also came out a few months before this episode aired so oh my gosh that is a fun fact i love it <laughs> that is fun. i almost wonder if they were trying to make an indirect reference to that because i feel like that's adorable if they were trying to do that i but... feel like they may have been i don't know i feel like that's clever probably there was a bit of um both you know people who watched the the Cinderella story, people who watched One Tree Hill, like overlap, that's the word I'm looking for, but overlap in the audience. So I could see them trying to make that connection. Yeah, for sure. That's such a good movie. I haven't seen that in years. <laughs> you thought of that reference on your own? I may have stolen it somewhere. I'm not entirely <laughs> sure. Okay. Um, it it's may have been in the IMDb trivia or something. <laughs> but, but I did know that because I'm really weird with movie release dates. I did know that movie came out in like the summer of 2004. That long ago. Oh my gosh. Why do I know that? I don't know, Caitlin. I don't know. <laughs> but I know that. <laughs> Just like I know his movie, The House of Wax, came out in 2005. Again, don't know why I know that. Well, these are all you, things that happen are... during One Tree Hill. Yeah. So. You yes. are a wealth of knowledge. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, you are. But what else happens? Um, Oh, and I gotta say that seeing seeing men wear women's outfits in 2021 isn't funny like it is in, like it was in 2004. Mm Mm-hmm. Thought the same thing. Yep. But honestly, I actually thought it was kind of hot. I didn't think it was funny. (laughs) (laughs) You would. Oh, my God. I mean, could you imagine, like, you know, Chad Michael Murray coming into a store that you work at, started taking off his clothes? Like, I don't care, like, what's underneath those clothes. I, I am just saying. Could you imagine being the clerk in a store like that? I cannot. I really cannot. I'd be like, okay. I'd be checking him out, too, like that one clerk was doing, you know? I know. I feel like the, the, first, um, the first place, I think, where he returned the shirt, 
she had the best reaction. She was just like, <laughs> okay, can I get you something else? And he's just like, nope, I, I think we're good here. Yep. <laughs> he's shirtless and he has got his bra on and she's just like, all right. I mean, I'd be like, okay, I don't care if you walk around shirtless. <laughs> Jenna, I Sounds have to good ask. to me. I have to ask you, how do you feel about Chad's haircut this season? Oh, God, it's so hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we already oh, swooned this, over it. This is something we've been talking about pretty much all season, at least, like, once per episode. Oh, this like, has to be the season. This is Chad's, like, ultimate look. Yes, this has to be the season where he looks the best. Also, as someone who's frequently attracted to military men with buzz cuts, I mean, ooh, it really did it for me. Maybe that's where it started. Yeah. Caitlin, maybe that is where it came from. It may have. Chad Michael Murray in a buzz cut. <laughs> that's a really L- valid point. Yes. Literally Chad led Michael Murray was responsible for your sexual awakening. Yes, my entire dating history. <laughs> That is beautiful. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, he's looking real, real good, though. Mm, almost makes mm-hmm. me forget about Jake. Almost. Almost. <laughs> um, do we have anything else to say about Jules, though? I don't really feel like we have much to work with on her. No, no. there isn't really much going on. She's just super friendly. Like, yeah. overly friendly. She's very nice. She's she's pretty. We see that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very She's like the ultimate male fantasy in many ways. Mm-hmm. Oh, I could see that. Yeah, coming in to the uh, car dealership, talking about cars. She takes mm-hmm. charge. Very flirty. It's definitely a very, very much a dream scenario in many ways, which I'm very, I'm, I'm intrigued by her. I'm excited to see what comes of her. Yeah, I'm curious yeah. to see more of their chemistry. Mm-hmm. I know. I wouldn't imagine Keith with someone like her. I mean, obviously there's the flirtation going on, but she's not who I would picture for Keith. But maybe I'll change my mind as time goes on. And we actually get to know her more. Because I feel like right now it's very much just like her looks. She seems friendly. That's about all we have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There isn't much to go on. You're right. Yeah. We only know her at a like very surface level at this point. Exactly. There's not much to her character in this first episode, but it is her first episode. I'd like to think that Anna is set up a little bit more better. We know that she has a past, which that's very interesting. I We don't know what that past is. You know, her trying to be a new person. Like, she's asking Lucas a lot of vague questions about that. It's, it's all very interesting. I did like Anna's storyline a little bit more like how she was introduced and all of that i just i'm more intrigued with her than i am with jules but we'll see where things go i guess she definitely has more depth so there there's something like there's more to her character like we don't know exactly what that is yet but there's there's definitely more going on that that i'm sure will be revealed and i found it interesting that like, it is, it is Chad Michael Murray. Like, he's attractive. But she also, like, just volunteers to take this guy and, like, help him escape from the mall and then go to her car or whatever. Like, can you imagine doing that to a stranger? I mean, even he's a hot stranger. <laughs> I would have. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm trying to think of like high school me. I feel like if I oh, saw someone up to really? I feel like in high school if I saw some hot guy up to some shenanigans like that, I'd be super intrigued. Especially if I had Caitlin there to like drag her into it with. I'd be like, Come on, Caitlin, let's get involved and Caitlin would be like, Jenna, no, I don't want to and then I'd force you and then it would be really fun. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that happening. So back in, okay, so you're the exact opposite. Maybe back in high school you would have and now you wouldn't? No, I don't think so. I mean, now I mean you're obviously now you're married, I'd be, so like Yeah. You know. I mean Jenna would be like, what know. the heck is going on? And just walk away. <laughs> Probably. I'm the exact opposite. Back when I was a teen, I'd be like, no, I'm too nervous. 30-year-old me, I'm like, hey, you, you need some help? Come on, come on. You, you, you good? Come on, come on. Jenna was, and in many ways, it still is, a free spirit. <laughs> but teenage Jenna was a little bit different. <laughs> yeah. I feel like... The ways in which I am a free spirit have changed, but I still have that deep in me. Yeah. Well, we have two women with something going on here. We don't know what their past is, What what's going to happen with their male counterparts, Keith and, and Lucas, but there's more to come. That's for sure. For sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Do we want to move and talk about Nathan and Tim? Yes, please. Let's do it. And some of their dares, because they're just really hilarious. <laughs> they definitely had the funny dares. <laughs> For sure. What does Tim think the special slash happy ending is? <laughs> Something sexual, I'm sure. Because I'm just saying, like, if he knew what a happy ending was, he would know he would be laying on his back, not on his stomach. Hmm. I mean, maybe he's hoping that, like, he'll need to flip over at some point. Maybe. I mean, if he's getting the full body special, it'll get him nice and relaxed, it'll lead into things. <laughs> I don't oh. know. And then give the happy ending, okay. Yeah. See, like, I, I was thinking that, that Tim wanted some anal stimulation, and I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm kind of behind us. Yeah. Not gonna lie, my mind went there too, but... <laughs> And and part of me thinks Tim would probably be okay with that. Like, I think he'd kind of be down for anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. He'd be like, oh, this is different, but like, okay. Yeah. I feel like Tim would just be a very, very open-minded type of straight man in that way. He would be like, yeah, like, you know, j just do what you want. Like, you know, I'm with you. You're hot. Cool. Let's go for it. And I love how he didn't realize that wax was being put on him. <laughs> like he didn't realize that was happening <laughs> what did he think was happening <laughs> maybe that's what he thought like his first sexual experience would be like I, I, I don't know <laughs> it's Tim maybe it's like this is different maybe this is how it's supposed to feel <laughs> okay but we, we know he watches a lot of porn so he should know what happened <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he watches, he watches some porn uh, of his of his stepmom sometimes. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, <laughs> that's not weird at all. <laughs> yeah, maybe for all we know, maybe they are putting, maybe his stepmom is putting wax on his dad or something. I don't, I don't know. This is getting weird. There's a lot. There's <laughs> yeah. a lot of questions now. There's a lot of questions I have. 
Yeah, Tim. Oh, Tim. He's not the brightest bulb. That's for sure. <laughs> for sure. They, they definitely needed some comic relief, and he he brings that in this episode. That's for sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I loved when he uh, puts the lady leprechaun outfit on, and he just gives this big smile at the door. Like he did not give a shit. He was just like, whatever. Like let's just do, <laughs> let's just do this. In contrast, Absolutely. Nathan is being like, yo, I'm gonna beat on that kid for making me wear a dress, and I'm like. Dude, come on! You didn't actually have to put it on. If you just just say no to the dare, you know. Yeah, just just roll with it. I will say though, the scene at the golf course brought uh, brought back memories. Do you remember that we saw that, Caitlin, when we went down to Wilmington? Oh, we did see the golf oh, yeah. from a distance. Yeah, yeah. We, saw... we didn't go to it. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, we saw where they they filmed that. So I was like, yeah. ooh, that was one of the places that we saw on our OTH road trip, which was also right around this time, like maybe 10 years ago, I think. Wild. Wild, wild, wild. Yeah, I totally forgot we saw that from a distance, the golf course. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, wow. I never even thought of that as like an, as a One Tree Hill location. Mm -hmm. But you actually, do we see this golf course again in the series or no? I don't know. Maybe. I'm not sure either. Maybe in the later seasons or something? I'm not sure. I feel like no, because usually yes. when we see them playing mini golf, they're playing on the roof of Karen's oh, Cafe. Yeah. You know? That's true, yeah. And I think that might be what we're thinking of. Possibly. I think it might be the only time, but maybe there's another another time it's shown. Maybe. So you didn't actually go into the golf course? You did not take a shot in hole number two? <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. No shots. It's- no shit. Mini golf <laughs> brings out my angry side. <laughs> it brings out your angry side? Yes. If you ever want to see me get really angry really fast, take me to a mini golf course. All I want to do oh, is mini- whack the thing as hard as possible. <laughs> and I can't because the courses are like yo big, like a couple feet. And by the end of it, I'm just so angry that I'm like just whacking the thing and I'll probably hit a kid. It's just not a good place to take me to. <laughs> Oh my gosh, do not give Jenna a golf club, please. (laughs) Good to know. I thought you were saying taking a shit in a hole is what brings out your angry side. I was like, Jenna. Uh, (laughs) No, no, I go hiking a lot. So, um, no, that's just part of hiking. If you're going for a long time, that's not part of my angry side. (laughs) Oh, Oh, that's so true. That's so funny. so true. Um, I gotta say that the whole thing about taking a taking a shot in the second hole, um, and then Felix says, "Man, that's a typo." I'm like, "That's a very serious typo." Like, come on, you're daring people. Like, <laughs> why wouldn't you think that? Come on, so like, I'm on Tim's side on that situation. I actually am too, because if it was taking a shot on the hole, that's not even a dare. That's that's very easy. So yeah. I would actually think that the dare was the Maybe typo. not easy for you, <laughs> No, it says take a shot. It doesn't mean actually, like, get it in the hole. I can I can hit it and then walk away quickly. Fair, fair. <laughs> like, I don't have to make it, it in cool. the hole. Moving on. <laughs> they oh needed God. some comedy, and that, that served its purpose. Um, but but Nathan and Tim, we also got to see like a more serious side of their relationship as well. 
So after Nathan is going on his big uh, tangent about Felix, saying, like, Ooh, Felix sucks, blah, blah, blah. And then Tim is like, okay, so uh, I, I think he's pretty cool. So who, who are we hating on next week? And then Nathan's like, we wouldn't have that problem if you had a life of your own and didn't keep living mine. And then that's when Tim gets rightfully offended and then walks off. Um, tells Nathan, like, yeah, we used to have a lot of Tim time. Like, whatever happened to it? Now you're with Haley all the time or Lucas. And now I never see you anymore. So it's, we got to see a little bit more of a deeper side of their friendship, which I thought was really sweet. Yeah, because we haven't gotten that before, really at all. I feel like Tim has just been the comedic relief in the last Mm -hmm. few episodes that he's been in. And, I mean, it's a valid point. Like, Nathan is changing. He's not who he used to be. I mean, it's a good change for the better, but he's also leaving Tim behind, which is hurtful for Tim. That's also a realistic high school thing, though. I mean, not a marriage. Not a marriage, but... (laughs) (laughs) You know, a couple has a relationship, and then their friendships, they can drift a bit. Yeah. That yeah, happens. definitely. How that happens in adult life, and so, an, yeah, you know? in adult life too. Yeah, I mean, Tim is kind of the one being left behind in this sense, so it makes sense for him to be emotional and and miss Nathan and who Nathan used to be because they were a duo, they were best friends, and now Nathan has a new number one in Haley, so it makes sense that Tim would be missing what he used to have with his best friend. Absolutely, yeah. And but we see the two of them play video games together at the end of the episode. And I thought that was really cute how, like, you know, Haley was so understanding. She's like, yo, go have fun with your friends. Like, I'm just going to go, you know? I thought that was really nice of Haley to do that. Yeah, that was a really yeah. nice scene at the end. I like how that ended the episode. Or it was one of the final scenes. It also goes to show that it's not Haley making Nathan pull away from Tim like sometimes in those situations like the the wife or the girlfriend gets blamed like it's really Nathan pulling himself away because he is more invested in his marriage and his relationship with Haley and Haley's okay with you know Nathan hanging out with Tim and still having friends Mm. outside of their relationship so I think it was nice to show it's not Haley's quote-unquote like fault in this situation she is understanding she gets that they want to have time together so Mm, that's a good point I never really thought about that yeah you're absolutely right because, yeah, it's entirely it's entirely Nathan's fault, quote-unquote, in this situation. And it's good that he does notice it on his own. Yeah, that's a good point. That is a really yeah. good point. I didn't think of it that way. But it's true. It, Haley isn't at fault. It's just the fact that Nathan is different than who he used to be. Yep. But yeah, I liked, I, I liked our little storyline in this episode. But shall we move on to another funny uh, trio in this case? We get to see Mouth Fergie and Skills. Yes. Doing some karaoke, doing some things in the batting cages, stealing animals at the zoo. <laughs> I love them together. I really love them together. They're so funny. <laughs> you see I the agree. three of them bounce off of each other, too. It's, you know, you don't really see these characters together. Granted, their storyline isn't huge in this episode. We don't really get to learn that much about them, but it was a nice, like, lighthearted bit that we got to say. You know? I love Lee Norris's dancing. <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> so fantastic oh, yeah. <laughs> <Agree>. got back <laughs> is this the time when you sing <laughs> i was gonna we- say caitlin sang <laughs> that was open-ended <laughs> that was for either of you 
I already did. I just said, baby, got back. <laughs> I can't. I can't sing the tune, but I'm. I'm hearing it in my head right now. <laughs> I like big butts, and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny. <laughs> There we go. There we go. Walks in with an itty bitty waist and a rabbit in your face. You get, get sprung. Something, 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 something. Words, words. I don't know the words. It gets really oh, fast man. at that part. I oh love watching the three of them, though. I have to say, the parts when they were doing their dares was probably the most fun to watch for me. I just thought it was oh, yeah. entertaining. Oh my god, the the scene at the zoo where there's the snakes and then they take the turtle. Oh, I love the turtle. <laughs> Oh, and Skills is so terrified of it. And then they release it, it. They release it, and it's it's a saltwater turtle, but they release it in a freshwater. Oh my god! Yes, my heart. That poor my baby. animal loving heart. Oh my god! What else? Yeah, we see Skills like he's like all he's all afraid of it, and then we also see him try to tell Mouth like, okay, cool, like you know, I'll hit the I'll hit the bat in the batting cage. And then Mouth is like, with your head. And he's like, Skills like, no, you you go ahead. You do it. <laughs> that was just really funny. Yeah, and then really he says, was. I'm taking the picture. And then Fergie's like, I'm helping him. <laughs> yeah, poor Mouth had to do a lot of the dares. Yeah, what was it, a couple episodes ago where he was like uh, taped to a chair and he had to yep. like, yes. <laughs> get in yes. the trash cans? <laughs> what the hell? That's true. I love it so much. Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, those are the fun things with the um, teens in this episode, though. Should we move on to some uh, slightly darker topics with Peyton? So first of all, I find it funny that Haley's the first one who says that she'll participate in Dare Night, and then she does no dares. Did you notice that? She doesn't <laughs> eat the eggs, she doesn't do the confessional, and she doesn't do the batting cage. She makes Peyton do all of them. That's right, it is Peyton. <laughs> You're right. I never picked up on that. Oh my gosh. Oh, I'm like, poor Peyton is doing every single one of these dares. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> I never noticed that. <laughs> she really got away with it. Like Haley's not in this episode much at all, to be honest. You know? Not really. I mean she's with Peyton, but she's just kind of there as like the picture taker. Yeah, yeah oh and they had that. They have before Peyton goes into the confession. They have that conversation about marriage, and Peyton asked Haley about like how her heart got to the point where she wanted to get married. I thought that scene was interesting mm-hmm. because Peyton doesn't understand like she doesn't understand how that could happen, like how Haley could have felt that way for Nathan so much that they actually got married. And Hale, what does Haley even say exactly? She's just, what, what was she her said, response? I think she said something about it wasn't so much in trusting Nathan, but it was more trusting herself and how That's she felt was. She did say in that, that situation. Yeah. She also said she puked and then brushed her teeth, put on a dress <laughs> and went to the beach. But <laughs> the more emotional part of it is just having that inner trust, which I think Peyton has such a hard time with because I don't think Peyton really trusts herself. I think there is so much self-doubt, as she says, in who she is and what she likes. So they're at a very different stage, I'd say, emotionally in their relationships. Yeah, it, it was mm. just like those feelings are really far. Like the feelings that Haley has are really foreign to Peyton. 
And that really is revealed in the confessional when she basically says, I mean, she confesses about the drugs. So that is, mm-hmm. that's a big reveal from the previous episode. We didn't know if she took the drugs or not. I thought she didn't. I was even watching the last episode and I was like, oh yeah, she doesn't take the drugs. And then I watched this one and it shocked me all over again. I was like, Peyton, why? Don't do that. (laughs) I really forgot that she did. Yeah, because they they sort of led you to believe she didn't do it though because she told, uh, she was telling Brooke, uh, yeah, she told Brooke in the last episode, she's like, oh yeah, this partnership isn't going to work out. Mm -hmm. But then she ends up doing the drugs anyway, which... Yeah, I know. And she also brings up the fact that, like, she's still struggling with her mom's death. And I think that creates a lot of, like, anxiety for her. And I Mm -hmm. think it also relates in a way to, like, her trusting herself and, you know, having feelings for other people. She's so vulnerable. And because of her mom's death and, like, that loss, like, she doesn't want to open her heart up to anyone else. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was interesting that they started digging into that a little bit more. Because in the first season, you see that episode when she's running the red lights because it's the anniversary of her mom's death. And then mm-hmm. it's like, it is mentioned, but it's not ever really a main plot point or something that they really focus on. And then for her to break down over how much it still affects her, it's really interesting. And it makes me kind of want them to dive into that more because I want to hear more about like how she's coped and how she's getting through that. And she, she obviously, she needs to go to therapy. I mean, she needs to work this out because it's still sure. affecting every relationship that she's having at this point. Yeah. Like it, it wasn't so much about like her doing drugs. That's, you know, it's wrong. Um, Which I feel like a lot of shows back in this era, like really tried to push that message forward. Like, you know, don't drink or do drugs. But I really think, I feel like it's more of this thing about like Peyton was doing something that was out of character just so she could feel something. And because she's sort of numb right now. I mean, think about it. Like, you know, her whole relationship with uh, Lucas and Brooke was kind of like, you know, shoddy at one point. Um, Jake left. Her dad's not even around. Like, you know, who knows about her dad? Her dad's pretty shitty. Like, we've talked about that before. But yeah, so she just has just major trust issues. And I feel like she definitely needs to go to therapy for it, as you said, Jenna. And obviously valid reasons to have those trust issues. <laughs> mm. I mean, everything you just listed. But I thought that scene, I, I thought that was one of the more interesting things of the whole episode because, like, the whole episode is pretty lighthearted. I mean, there are some serious moments here and there, but this one is, like, really deep. Like, it takes a turn, the tone of the whole episode, I think. Yeah. So it's interesting how they were able to balance that, the comedy and then also the serious moments. I know. And Hillary Burton, she's such a good crier. Yeah, she really is. Like, she's fantastic. I was like, this episode's so fun that you hit this scene. You're like, no, Peyton, I just want to give you a hug. I really did. I love my Peyton, though, so. <laughs> we know. And I love Peyton, too, despite some of my complaints about her character sometimes. Um... Shall we move on, though, and talk about a talk about Karen and Andy? Yeah. Yeah. I know Jenna gave us her thoughts about Andy earlier. I like Andy. (laughs) I don't know. I just I find him endearing. I think that he kind of knows who he is and he's like, this is who I am. I think he's kind of funny. I do think him and Karen, 
I don't know, it's kind of starting on a, on a weird front because he is her professor, but I liked them more every time they were on screen. I'm kind of warming up to the idea of them. So mm. I thought they're cute together. I have a question for you, Jen, because Jeremy and I talked about this in the last episode. Why didn't they make Andy another student, do you think? Because that obviously would be an appropriate relationship because we like Karen and Andy. But then, yeah, like the start of this relationship is wrong. <laughs> really? it's There's yeah. a power dynamic that's not appropriate. So even though they are both adults, why wouldn't he be another student? That's a really good point. I feel like it would age better if he was. I mean, I don't think dating your professor was okay 20 years ago. But I think even <laughs> now, um, even now, I feel like it's it's aged even worse because you think of consent and all that stuff. Obviously, they are adults, but there is still that power dynamic issue that you have. So I don't know. I feel like you could have had pretty much the exact same storyline, but just have him as a student. So. He could have been successful. He could have been a, yeah. a successful businessman. And we said this in the previous episode, Jeremy. And it, it could have been the same thing. He was just going back to school to like... I don't yeah. know, learn. <laughs> just better himself. So, <laughs> like, you could sell yeah. rich and, like, you know, big fancy and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, like, I a don't similar have, age to Karen. I don't have a good answer to that. I, I don't know what was happening in the writer's room when they decided to go that direction, but it, it's like the one part of their relationship that is cringy because, other than that, I really like them. I think that they're cute together. They kind of have good banter back and forth. Um, I like it. I think it's kind of a breath of fresh air for Karen after the drama with Keith in the first season. So I'm really warming up to them. Same, yeah. And I feel like if One Tree Hill was rebooted, he would be rewritten as a student. Yeah, I think Um, so too. Along with Karen and Zab being a loving couple that is endgame as well. Um, You know, I just had to slip (laughs) that in. (laughs) Wait, I didn't, I missed that. What did you just say? totally missed that i said like i feel like andy would have been rewritten as a student if this was a reboot um along with karen and zeb being a couple (laughs) of course that's what you said of course (laughs) i was gonna say there's ways in which the show would be updated and i am fucking here for it all right (laughs) yeah what what did you think he said (laughs) i have no clue (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. god you're yes, too much he I slips said. that into every episode like every i know i know i've listened i think he even got me slipping it into an episode recently <laughs> like i feel like gosh. i'm turning you into a shipper yeah you really them. are <laughs> you're slowly becoming a shipper <laughs> because it's a thing. I can dig it. And our listeners are loving it too, for the record. Mm-hmm. Nice. Only because they're afraid to tell me otherwise. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I mean, you speak about it so passionately that I think I'm coming around to the idea as well. I mean, <laughs> yes, oh this my is my gosh. goal. I mean, the name itself, Deborah. Like, come on, like it's super catchy. <laughs> <laughs> that is. That is. So can't can't wait until the One Tree Hill eventual reboot. Will it'll happen? And hopefully the creator of the shit doesn't get money for it at all. <laughs> that is this. That's true. 
Well, we have a One Tree Hill podcast with the three leading ladies, so (laughs) we're getting closer and closer to some reboot or something. (laughs) I'm I'm so excited for that. Yeah, so at the time of this recording, the first episode of Drama Queens has not aired yet, but the three of us are really looking forward to it. It's going to air like three days from now. (laughs) Breaking pumped. Would you guys actually want a reboot of the show? I kind of feel like it ended so perfectly that I wouldn't want to ruin it. I don't want a continuation. No. I, I don't want a continuation whatsoever. I don't I would either. like an updated version with like, you know, in which Deb and Karen, you know, a new version of Deb and Karen become a couple, just to clarify. <laughs> so he wants the fan I fiction see. version. Like, do everything you couldn't do in the first one, basically. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, Yes. <laughs> that would but be also, an uh, interesting concept because they're doing that with a lot of different shows now. Like Gossip Girl. Mm-hmm. That's happening with Gossip Girl. Even though that show didn't end that long ago, they're doing a revamped version of it. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, they are. Interesting. It's a real HBO Max. There's also huh. going to be a new Pretty Little Liars. I feel like that just ended. Uh, yeah. It did. And it's, yeah. I'm so mad about it. Yeah, I'm not watching that. Wow. Oh, I'm going to watch the shit out of that, but I'm so mad about it. <laughs> Just to That's clarify. really interesting. I didn't know that was a thing that they were doing with, with shows now. And there's there's but, some yeah. others, too. Roswell I can't... Charms. Yeah, Roswell, true. Yeah. yeah. And Roswell actually did the similar thing. It's like, you know, they just completely redid and recontextualized the whole entire uh, show. Because uh, the original series is about a bunch of high school kids. In the new show, there are a bunch of 20-somethings, but it's th- still the same characters. Yeah. Different actors, of yeah. course, and whatnot. So, yeah, it's um, it's interesting in that regard. So, yeah, I would like to see a new One Tree Hill completely recontextualized. Like, I feel like it'd be interesting to see Lucas as a person of color. That could be interesting. I would like to see more diversity among all of the core five. Uh, for yeah. sure, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, that's always been my headcanon. I see Lucas as a person of color. Um, and then, you know, Dan's still like a rich white man with privilege. I feel like it'd be really interesting to see like the class divides between like Nathan, you know, Nathan and Lucas in that regard. So, Mm -hmm. oh, that would be really interesting. That's my pipe dream. So, anybody who wants to buy that idea, please reach out to me. (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I will be a consultant. I don't think I would want a continuation of one tree hill i think it might ruin it Mm-mm. i think so but i yeah i can't go into spoiler zone so that that could be another <laughs> conversation for another day i was about to say something so i'm not going to okay yeah <laughs> this is a dangerous conversation on a spoiler free podcast we, we, yeah. we can talk about it in the yeah. spoiler segment <laughs> i just have one one thought about that so yeah, I had okay, a thought cool. too, and I was like, ooh, I All don't right. think we can yep. say that. To catch myself. Remember it for later. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, at, so at the end of the dare night, we see uh, the, the the girls end up winning because Lucas wouldn't hand over the photo of Anna. Um, and also, Brooke had to kiss a teammate on the mouth. Felix thought it was like, ooh, I'm the only guy. And then Brooke ends up kissing Brooke. Or I love that. Brooke ends up that. kissing Pey- <laughs> I love that. I was like, yes, Brooke. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent twist. I mean, you tell Felix. I could totally ship Brooke and Peyton, but I said this in another episode too. <laughs> Those two, I love them. I really love them. Same. They are. They, they have are the so best, cute. like best friend chemistry. But I just, oh, I love it. You know what I honestly think, though, and not to get like all like perverted about the situation, but thinking about the person who uh, 
who did write this episode. Let me double oh, check. Gosh. Yep, it's that person who wrote this episode. I almost wonder if, like, it was originally written for the two of them to, like, make out, like, tongue slobbering, and then they decided to be like, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to do this instead. That's what I like to headcanon in the moment. <laughs> I'm not confirming anything. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I could unfortunately see something like that, but I just don't want Felix to get any. So I was yeah, still of course. happy how it played out on screen. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Fuck yeah. Felix. So, do you guys want to talk about this lovely coda? Because all the codas are lovely. <laughs> I love this uh, one. This is a good one. Send it for one. me, Caitlin. Send it for me. Send it for me. <laughs> I, I can't find the words right now. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm having a brain fart. Someone else sing. Even, even the best fall down, down sometimes. sometimes. Even the Even wrong, the wrong seem to <laughs> This is going to be a real challenge to edit later. It's a lot of voices. Out of the depth <laughs> that fills my mind. Somehow. Somehow. Uh, <laughs> you. Oh my God. We are not doing a good job with this. <laughs> I'm just not you participating. You and I collide. collide. Dun, 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 dun. But that's a hard song to sing, actually, because they're so, like, high-pitched. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it's so good, though. Oh, it's yes. fantastic. So the song's by Howie Day. And do you want to go through our list, the list of the events that happened during this song, Caitlin? Yes. First thing I want to note, this song is our middle school entering high school years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to date us. <laughs> I just cannot not think of, like, eighth grade. Yeah, oh. right. Yeah, we graduated eighth grade in 2005. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Man, what an iconic song for the early to mid 2000s. Like, oh, this is so one good. of. I, I think that's one of the top songs. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And the entire montage of scenes is just so good. Are we in like peak codas now for One Tree Hill? Because there was. Yeah. Yeah. There was definitely a time when it was just like you had either an excellent song or a voiceover and every one of them just like, oh, hit you right in the feels. Yeah. So from this point onward, um, from season two, episode one, we get a new music supervisor, Lindsay Wolfenton, and she stays for the rest of the series. So really? that's why the music it, like is better and better from like this point onward. Like we can really attribute it to her for that reason. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Oh, she's yes. like, she's mm, fantastic. She made one tree hill. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like she's, she's our dream interview for this podcast. Honestly. Oh, <laughs> like, yes. We're going to work on that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll say. <laughs> All right, so in this coda, we have Mouth, Fergie, and Skills set the turtle loose, but it is a saltwater turtle. How sad. (laughs) (laughs) Nathan and Haley come home, and Tim and Nathan play NBA Live. Peyton looks at a blank journal. Very symbolic, must say. Keith looks at Jules' phone number on paperwork. Felix takes Brooke to her door, and Brooke considers being friends with benefits. Yeah, she's like, I'll think about it. Oh, Brock, no, don't Ugh. think about it. Don't. Turn around Hard while no. you can. Hard no. Yep. <laughs> Felix and Anna are siblings. That is a twist that we Which didn't a- talk about yet. <laughs> yes. A oh my show. gosh. Yes. <laughs> let me finish let me finish going through the coda and then we can get back to that. Lucas looks at pics with him and Anna. 
And then Karen asks for Lucas's Constantine's CD. She's trying to be hip and cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who the Constantines are. I don't either. I, I don't either. I didn't care I, enough to look it up. Either. <laughs> I, so I did. I went on Spotify and I listened to a couple songs. I'd never heard anything by them. And they only created music in like the 2004 to 7 type oh, wow. range. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Real? So they were like new during this like, mm-hmm. era they then. Were, very hip <laughs> i guess they yeah we're picking something that was trendy at the time maybe yeah how how were how was their music was it good or mm, it was okay i i didn't love it i didn't think any of the songs were like super noteworthy but maybe you'll have a huge constantine's fan listening to the podcast so i don't want to knock them too much <laughs> <laughs> yeah we could I, to be to be fair i listened to like two songs and that was it so Okay. Listeners, yeah. if you're a big fan of the Constantines, which, sh- which song should we listen to? Let us know. <laughs> we would like to know. <laughs> I would like to, to know. So back to that twist. We did not talk about that at all yet. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, sounds like there's going to be a conflict here because Felix is going to be the type of dude who like wants to boss around his sister and like what she can and can't do because... Yeah, and he says little sister, so... Obviously, they're close in age. You can tell that just from things that they're doing, and they they look around the same age, but we don't know how much younger. Yeah, is, is that ever specified ever? Uh, like, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Yeah. I'm gonna guess maybe, maybe a, like a, a year apart. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, yeah. Felix is a senior. I feel like yeah. that makes sense. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm curious to yeah. see their relationship. Like, Felix is such a jerk. Anna seems pretty sweet. Are they close? Do they have a good dynamic? Obviously, they, they kind of have to bond because they're always jumping schools. And it would probably be nice to have, like, your brother or your sister there to act as kind of a, a just like a barrier, just someone to kind of lean on. But I don't know. Their Their conversation didn't tell us much about how they interact, so... I'll be interested to see if they actually get along or if this is just going to cause more drama. I like the reveal at the end, though, because I remember watching this for the first time, like, oh, snap, they're siblings. Like, I was not expecting that at all because Felix has been in a few episodes or just one episode. Wait, it was just one episode. episode. Um, Mm. And then, yeah, Anna is introduced in the next one. So it's interesting, like, Felix has gotten more screen time, but it, so it, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but basically I wasn't expecting that. I remember when I first watched this. Same. It definitely yeah. threw me as well. And then it all makes sense because yeah, it, so. it kind of explains why Anna didn't really want to go back with Lucas. She probably knew Felix was behind something. I don't know. Did you get that impression or did you think that Anna had no idea what Felix was up to? I think she definitely knew because wasn't there a moment where Anna was like, "Oh, you, you don't you don't know how my night was." True, true. Yeah. Okay. True. Yeah, you're right. So, I mean, we see Anna and Lucas. I, I mean, Anna and Lucas kiss in the photo booth, and then she gives Lucas like one half of the photos. Was she expecting Lucas to show those photos to Felix? Probably. I would yeah. think so. Also, do we ever find out what she did on her own in the photo booth? I feel like we, we can do. infer. Okay, we do. I couldn't remember. Yeah. I'm like, I feel like I can infer what it is, but I 
didn't remember if it was ever actually revealed. Yeah, it's already out uh, a few episodes from now, I believe. Okay. Yeah, it is. I And the fact that we didn't really talk about how Lucas doesn't show the photo. And I think that says a lot about how he wants to change as a character, too. Like, he's trying to be a better guy. And he doesn't want to use Anna, like, in a game, which Dare Knight is basically a game. Yep. I guess he's seeing Anna a little bit differently and wants to give her a chance and doesn't want to risk anything and do things like he did in season one with Brooke and Peyton where things got so messy. Right, for sure. I'm very intrigued by their relationship. I wonder what will happen next. Shall we move on to some of our favorite notes of this episode? (laughs) Yes. I love this part. What was your favorite quote, Jenna? Okay, so my favorite quote was, it's kind of two parts, um, so I'll, I'll read both, but my actual favorite part is the quote that Anna says when Luke and Anna are, I think, eating pizza together, and they're having a conversation about knowing each other and histories and things like that. So Anna says, do you think two people can get to know each other without ever going into their long stories? Isn't who you were part of who you are. And then just to continue the conversation, I'll read off what Luke says. And Luke responds saying, I don't really need to know the person that you used to be as much as the person that you are trying to be. So I love that whole conversation there. And it really made me think, because at first when Anna said it, I was thinking, yes, of course, who you are is part of who you are. Like your history is such a crucial part of your personality and who you've become. But then as soon as Lucas said his part, I immediately was like, oh no, of course, it's just who you're trying to be. Like that matters more. So I'm actually really curious what you guys think. Like, who do you agree with more, Anna or Lucas in that situation? Do you think your history matters that much or is it more who you're trying to be? Oh, that's a good question. First off, that was also my favorite quote. Just uh, Was it? <laughs> yeah, the words, I don't really need to know the person you used to be as much as the person you were trying to be. Um, I mean, I definitely see both sides of that coin. I mean, yeah, like, you know, what, you know, your past, that does define who you are because, you know, you learn things and it helps develop you into who you are right now. But at the same time, like, you can change either to be a better person or to, um, or to just, like, just change your life around entirely, which we don't really know, like, in a situation at this current point in time. But... I think I agree more with Lucas because, like, hey, if you're trying to be a good person, that's great. You know, you know, like, you know, whatever happened in your past was wrong, which, again, we, you know, at this current moment, we don't know, like, Anna's past. I just want to keep reiterating that. Yeah, I agree with Lucas in that regard. Who, who would you say you agree with? Oh, I'm so on the fence. I think I agree more with Luke as well, but I do think that who you were is still part of who you are. I think even if you're trying to be one way, you can't escape your history, so to speak. So like whatever it was, it has shaped you in some way, whether it's just something that you have adjusted to and are now dealing with, or um, it's still really affecting you. But I do think it is more important in trying to be who you want to be. So it's tough though. I can really see both sides of it. I see both sides, too. Like, one goes with the other. I don't think I can choose. But I think it is important to 
know who you're trying to be. I guess I would agree with that maybe a little bit more. But I feel like your yeah. past is your past, and that's still a part of you. Yeah. What is that meme that goes around saying, like, if you knew me between the ages of, like, 15 and, like, 18, you never really knew me. That was season one, May. The writers are really underfunded. <laughs> you know, does anybody <laughs> see that meme going around? Yeah. Like, this is a new me right now. That was just, you know, the old me. Because yeah. I agree that's I agree with that, too, honestly. Like, a 17-year-old me, completely different from 30-year-old me. Yeah, you don't want one bad decision to define you, either. Yeah. If that's what we're talking about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like Anna says, can you get to know each other without going into the long stories? I feel like if the long stories are still affecting that person, then I feel like you probably can't really get to know them. But if they're long stories that you've kind of closed the chapter on, you can probably move past that and, and kind of start fresh. So Mm -hmm. I think it's very situational, but I do love that conversation because it just really made me think I, I paused the show while watching it and I was like, Ooh, who do I agree with? That's like a really interesting conversation. Agreed. So my, my favorite quote was actually shockingly something that Felix said to Brooke when they were talking about (laughs) dare night and Brooke was asking like, what's basically, what's the point of all this? And Felix said, see how far you'll go and face your fears. And sometimes you do things you want to do and calling it a dare makes it okay for a night. I, I like that. Not ne- not necessarily for like it's deep, a deep meaning or anything, but I think it like encapsulates the whole episode, <laughs> you know, like the fun yeah. of the episode. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, some of the dares, like the confession led to Peyton revealing something like really important. That's one example. Yeah, that um, was my honorable quote. It I was. I liked that one, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the other one I had jotted down. I, I liked, even though, obviously, his one. character's... He's annoying, <laughs> to say the least. But, um... <laughs> to put someone up lightly. <laughs> he, he's the one who set up the dare night, so I think it's, like, appropriate for him to have that quote in this episode, too. To, like, really reveal, like, for what sure. the whole purpose of the night was in the end. Yeah fun like spending time with me (laughs) (laughs) oh what about musical moments let's hear yours collide (laughs) collide so i i love two and like i love two of them okay was collide one of them yes of course okay thank god (laughs) i can't really choose i love both of them so collide for obvious reasons we kind of already talked about that like yeah. I love that song in itself, but then I love the coda too. Like the moment in itself as well. But I also really like Funny Little Feeling by Rock and Roll Soldiers. I knew it. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> because it's so. That's a good moment too, though, the, for the rocker. The energy yeah. is so fun. And it's when like the dares are really starting to heat up. And Lucas is trying to escape the mall with Anna. And it, it it's just so fun. I, I love yep. that song. <laughs> I love that one too, and I knew you were gonna say that that was the other one you liked. So if I had to choose, I'd probably go with that one. But I love Collide so much. I mean, I love that song in itself. But the moment, I guess, if I have to choose a moment, I'm gonna say Funny Little Feeling. I also think Collide's a really good song for this episode because we see all these new relationships or like pairings starting, and like all these people who didn't know each other previously colliding. I mean, yeah. Jules, Keith, Andy, Karen, Anna, Luke. I mean, all these new matches kind of being made or at least 
going in that direction. So I think it's a good it's like a way. New beginning. Like yeah. the lyric in particular, I can't wait to see your face light up again. Cause mm-hmm. that's essentially what we're seeing right now. You know? Yeah. Which I actually think is not the meaning of the song. I feel like I read somewhere where it's actually about two people colliding in terms of like arguing. And it's about a relationship ending. Oh. I feel like I read this before and it like totally changed what I thought of the song. Oh, but wow. It, people listen to it thinking it's like two people colliding and starting a relationship. But I actually think it is about two people like fighting and it's just like they're waking up every day and they're they're colliding because they can't get on the same page. And it's about knowing a relationship's going to end, but tr- like not wanting it to. Oh, wow. Well, now, now I'm second guessing myself, but uh, <laughs> I feel like that is what it is about. I'm reading the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> I say death of the author, so whatever the song like means to you in this moment, that's what it means, you know. <laughs> I, th- you know, it almost. I feel like I could have a dual meaning, really. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I feel like in this episode, that's what the what it was supposed to mean, though. Yeah. Because, again, like, Kaylin, you and I have talked about this uh, quite a bit on this show. Like, sometimes the songs, like, especially the episode titles, it's, it can be up in the air sometimes why they pick those songs, you know? Yeah. I'm not sure. I I may have, I may be making that up, but I feel like I read that somewhere. It could very well be. (laughs) Interesting. We'll see. I, I like it in terms of just thinking about people coming together, but who knows? Maybe it has multiple meanings. But what was everybody's rating for the episode? I gave it five out of five saltwater turtles. <laughs> <laughs> I love this episode. I mean, I love this episode so much that I created my own dare night with Caitlin based I mean, on that it. Makes sense. So it it is one of probably the top five episodes that I think of for One Tree Hill. It's just such an iconic one. I love it. It's a great episode. Um, I gave it four out of five pickled eggs. Yeah. And the only reason why it doesn't get a five out of five is because of feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you can't I think the episode is perfect otherwise. <laughs> but Felix's face has to fucking ruin it for me. Yeah, I also give it four out of five picture phones. I'm uh, shocked you gave it four out of five, Caitlin. I know, like... <laughs> I love the episode too. Four is still a good rating. Yeah. I, it's I, it's still one of my favorite episodes of the season for sure. I think there's just some later ones that definitely get the five out of five. I can't help compare. For sure. <sighs> it's hard. And there are other episodes without Felix too. So you know. <laughs> Valid. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll change my mind about Felix as the series goes on. Who knows? I, I don't Maybe. know. We'll see. I feel like Doubtful. this is just an episode that I always look forward to watching in season two. And it's one of the ones I yeah. first think of. And I also just always really enjoy watching it. So I got to give it that five. Five turtles. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Caitlin, Brit. you used to have turtles, didn't you? <laughs> I did as a kid. <laughs> I remember you brought a turtle in, like, on in first grade oh for show and tell. Oh my god, did I really? I don't know. I don't know why. Like I have a memory of this, but I do. We saved them because they were on the side of the road and they were gonna get hit by a car. So we we saved them and then we let them go. 
Nice. In fresh water? Were they salt water? No, they weren't in water at all. <laughs> they were on the side of the road. <laughs> How come I never saw these turtles? Caitlin and I used to live down the street from each other, for the record. <laughs> How come I never saw these turtles? Yeah, where did you find these turtles, Caitlin? Because I live like five minutes away and I don't remember turtles just like chilling in the There street. were. My dad found them. I don't know what to tell you. I haven't Caitlin's seen them. Dad, That's not a thing anymore. Tamer. It's not a thing anymore, but it, it was. I mean, you've also had, like, wild things in your yard at one point. Wasn't there a horse in your yard? <laughs> yep. There was a horse? <laughs> yeah, there was a horse. There was a horse. Why am I not remembering from, the horse? like, down the street, but it somehow ran down the street. Oh, <laughs> uh, it wasn't your horse. No. It was a nut. Okay. I'm like, I, and then, I would remember you having a horse. As a pet and then, already. of course, turkeys. Jeremy. Yes. And that's an inside we, joke with Jeremy with and I. <laughs> <laughs> where I almost I almost ran over a turkey that literally jumped in front of my car oh my god when we were in the car that this was, was like 2000 I don't know it was a while ago <laughs> and then there was a point in time where turkeys were always at our yards so and we just get Caitlin and I just kept texting each other like look it's our friends <laughs> oh, nice. we have a history this is a oh really this, we really went down the side tangent here we really did <laughs> all because of the damn turtle <laughs> Free the turtles! I love the turtles. Save the turtles! <laughs> All yeah. right. Well, Jenna, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, we'll chat with you in the spoiler segments. Yes, thank you guys so much for having me back uh, again to talk about one of my favorite episodes. So hopefully there'll be a, a season three episode I'm invited <laughs> back to as well. <laughs> Possibly a season two episode, so, you know, like, there's a lot oh. of episodes this season. <laughs> oh, okay. Good to know. You're Good always know. welcome back. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes, Jenna, I love the fact that you were able to come on to this episode. It is super appropriate. <laughs> because, uh, for obvious reasons, our own dare night. Yes, quite the night. It will go down oh, yeah. <laughs> in history. Please just don't post photos from that night on your instagram <laughs> i think they're in the vault and they should stay in the vault oh gosh no absolutely not fair enough <laughs> i don't can know can we keep that in you saying that yeah you can keep that in i do feel like there's okay. probably some tame ones that we could probably include but some of the others maybe not okay cool <laughs> oh yeah Always and Forever is on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at AlwaysOTHpod. You can also email us at AlwaysOTHpod at gmail.com. I'm Jeremy Rodriguez, and you can find me on Twitter at RodriguezJeremy. And I'm Caitlin Illinich, and you can find me on Twitter at MissIReads. Outside of following our socials, the easiest way to support us is by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. That helps One Tree Hill fans new and old find us. You can also support us via Patreon, where for as low as $2 a month, you can gain access to bonus content, our private Discord server where you can chat with us and other listeners, and early episode releases. Visit patreon.com slash alwaysothpod for more information. Now, if you don't want future episodes of One Tree Hill to be spoiled for you, now is the time to turn this podcast off. Otherwise, stay tuned for the spoiler segment after the music ends. We'll We'll be be seeing seeing ya.
Welcome to the spoiler segment of Always and Forever. This is your last reminder to turn off the podcast if you do not want spoilers. Hell yeah. So now we can talk about all the other things. That yes. we can I just back. say, Caitlin, you sounded very flight attendant when you were saying that. <laughs> Welcome to your flight, Always and Forever Airlines. This is your final reminder to keep your arms, legs, and feet inside the plane at all times. Like, that is what I pictured. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, my God. <laughs> Again. Oh, it's too funny. It was beautiful. Anyway... Sorry, I'm leading you guys down a lot of tangents today, and I apologize for that. It's it's all good. We love it. It's all good. <laughs> oh, one thing I wanted to talk about before we get into, like, specific topics here for the spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, the One Tree Hill reboot. <laughs> so my thought about that. Yeah. Yes. If there was a reboot, I would just be interested in Peyton and Lucas, because obviously they weren't in the finale. I know their storyline was wrapped up, mm. but like it still feels like there's something missing. Like the finale, I love the One Tree Hill finale, but mm-hmm. without them, I think there's always yeah. something missing. I don't know. I feel like it would like open more doors to ruin their relationship, though, and I don't necessarily want that either. I kind of like the happy ending, all tied up in a bow. Yeah, yeah. Aspect of the relationship, the end of season six. Yeah, you see them like driving off, and you're just led to believe that everything's hunky dory and and happy. Yeah. Honestly, if there was a reboot, I just want to find out what happened to Jake. Like, let's be mm. real here. That's all I care about. <laughs> That would be a really interesting then, like, the whole, because they're, you know, his family is kind of dysfunctional in many ways. Yeah. So, especially with, with Jenny. Like, yeah. imagine following young Jenny, like a teenage Jenny. How old oh. would Jenny be at this point? Oh, gosh. 18? Jenny would be about, like, 15 now or something, wouldn't she? Yeah, somewhere yeah, around uh, then. Yeah, maybe 16, 17, I feel like. Montreal was never consistent with timelines anyway, True. so they can do whatever True. the fuck they want to. Yep. <laughs> Basically. Good point. Oh my god. Yeah. But, yeah. I say that. I still would rather, would prefer, like, a completely new set of characters. Like, Lucas 2.0, Nathan 2.0, Deb and, Deb and Karen being a lesbian couple, <laughs> you know? That could definitely be intriguing. I don't think it'll ever happen just because of the creator, though. Yeah. There's, like, rights issues. Like, maybe once he dies, you know, maybe we'll see something like that happen. True. I feel like that's the only ethical way I could support that show, though, is if he wasn't getting any money from it whatsoever, you know? Yeah. But do you want to get into some of our thoughts about Anna and Felix? I gotta say, like, you know, some of the the conversation we were having earlier about, like, you know, the whole thing, like, it's a part of who you are, part of who you are. And it almost makes me wonder, um... Are they trying to send, like, a message that it's, like, you know, because, so we find out later in the season Anna's bisexual. Are we, are, are they supposed to be sending a message that, like, you know, like, oh, who who Anna was, a bisexual woman, is that wrong? Like, it, it just seemed like, you know, that was the message they were trying to send indirectly? Because, I don't know, I feel like the way they were phrasing that earlier conversation, like, a oh, part of who you were, part of who you you are. I feel like that applies to Lucas because Lucas was a pretty bad person mm. in early season one. Anna, she's just bisexual. So, like, what is necessarily bad about that, you know? Yeah, that's true, because what else could it mean for Anna? I mean, it, it works in this context if you don't know what's coming because you're like, yeah, like, you know, whatever. Like, who knows about Anna? 
But when you know moving forward, it's kind of weird to think about. Yeah. It is weird to think about because there isn't like any other storyline or anything else that's revealed about her that she should regret. You know, yeah. there's there's yeah. nothing that she should regret at all. I don't know. It's really weird to think about. I'm trying to I'm trying to like unpack the message that they're trying to send about that. So this season of One Tree Hill was something that I watched when I was in the early stages of coming out myself. And it really helps me through a lot. Um, it's kind of hard for me to watch the rest of season two, though, because I'm afraid of, like, reliving, like, that trauma from back then. So it's oh, it's man. been a little bit difficult for me to, like, power through. I'm on, like, episode, like, 12 at this moment. Um, but I definitely have been tracking my feet on watching the rest of season two for this reason. And, yeah, so that's what's been going on with me, personally. Okay. Oh, wow. That, that's valid, because, like, you watched this when you were a teenager, and mm-hmm. yeah, I mean that's a lot to carry because you attach like the storyline with your own story. <laughs> yeah, like that time in my life too, because I don't think I've really watched this since then. You know, I've watched like you know bits and pieces here and there, favorite episodes, but like a lot of like Anna's storylines like kind of triggering for me a little bit too, and. Also, too, like, you know, not to make this into, like, a big thing, but I've been having, like, uh, a lot of, like, gender feelings lately at 30. Um, so, long story short, Caitlin, you can talk about the text message I sent you an hour and a half before recording because I thought it was kind of funny how I just, like, told you this. Um, I'm in the process of, like, coming out as non-binary. I don't know. I don't know what pronouns I want to go by. I don't know yet. I'm on a journey right now. So, like, you know, it's... So, I feel like kind of, like, watching the storyline is a little bit difficult for me in this regard, too, because now I'm going through a different coming out process as well. Yeah. So, that's what's been going on in my life at this current moment. It's weird because it's, like, full circle. Like, you're watching this season, two parts of your life. Like, how did that happen? (laughs) That's so crazy. (laughs) So, I mean, maybe, like, this, maybe rewatching this will help me again. Maybe. Which, you know, that's great. Um, but, yeah, Kayla, do you want to tell, uh, do you want to tell the lovely listeners and Jenna, unless you shared it with her already, about the text message I sent you an hour and a half before recording? <laughs> I am intrigued. Do you want me to read the text message? You can. It's fine. I just thought it was funny how I just, like, revealed it to you. Yeah. <laughs> So Jeremy's like, I might casually come out as non-binary during the spoiler segment. And when you said that, I was like, the spoiler segment? What's going on in the spoiler segment? (laughs) And then I debated on having the podcast being your first time hearing about it, but thought it was, this was better. So hi. (laughs) (laughs) That was cute. Obviously, I support you no matter what, Jeremy. Yeah. I know you did. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's very appropriate, too, because she, like back when I was coming out back then, too, you were one of the, also one of the first people I told. So I figured, like, this is appropriate right now. You know? I know. Aww. I feel honored. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But yeah, I thought about making, like, telling you very organically on the podcast, but I'm like, I'm not going to, like, surprise you and blindside you right here. So I'm just going to tell you now. <laughs> I appreciate the text. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's so interesting welcome. that you kind of find Anna as you said, like an inspiration in a sense, you know, way mm. back when, when you initially came out. And now when watching it back, you're kind of getting triggering feelings towards it. I would have thought that you would actually be like looking to almost find that inspiration again. Is that kind of what you're saying in terms of your your new coming out process? Or would you say it's 
it's not so much that as it's just you don't want to relive the feelings. <sighs> I don't see. I I don't know. Yeah. I honestly really don't know how I truly feel. Um, I guess yeah, it could absolutely help me with this new experience that I'm going through at the moment. Mm-hmm. But at the <sighs> I don't know. I feel like at the same time, even even back then when I was watching it, I was thinking like, oh, like, you know, Anna's having such a, she's having a quote unquote good coming out journey. I am never going to have that. Mm. So I feel like it was like little moments like that that gave me self-doubt, even though it did give me inspiration simultaneously. Sure, sure. So I'm almost wondering if I'm going to have that same self-doubt this time around as well. Yeah, well, one of the good things is, I mean, the world is a bit of a different place today as it was back then obviously something like that is always a personal journey it's obviously you know has challenges no matter when and and where you go through it but luckily i feel like the world has opened their eyes a bit since 2004 so can't say that about everyone but i think in general we're making a lot of progress so you know i i support you i think that um thank you yeah of course whatever um you determine and however you um go through this journey i think will will be beneficial to you so we're always here for you oh i appreciate you so much for of reals course. i give you both a hug right now <laughs> virtual, virtual hugs, hugs. Virtual hugs. <laughs> but yeah like i'm getting like a lot of questions about this a few people i told like oh like what you know what pronouns do you want me to call you i'm like i, I don't know yeah <laughs> just and that's for you to determine. Obviously, this coming out is much different than my coming out back then. Like, look at this. I'm talking about my journey on a fucking podcast. Yeah. We're, we're podcasts Most of this is going to be not edited. <laughs> so. Yeah. Were podcasts a thing back in 2004? Who knows? They were. I don't were think they were mainstream. Oh, yeah. I yeah. feel like recently they've really gone out. But, yeah, I mean, that's for you to figure out. Like, once you determine what pronouns you feel comfortable with or if, you know, it, it takes a while to get there, that's that's for you to figure out and then the rest of the world to, to follow your lead. So everyone has everyone has a different story and a different way of doing it. So Yes. Just follow what you feel, basically. Absolutely. So anyway, the T L D R though, I do love Anna though. <laughs> that whole thing. <laughs> that's what Anna means to me. <laughs> so you're episode twelve. Okay. So you're only halfway through the season. I can't remember episode mm. twelve specifically. Um, it's the episode right before Nathan and Haley break up. Oh, yeah. Right before Haley leaves, I should say. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to start talking about that. <laughs> Those episodes are gonna be wild. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Yeah, season two gets real wild. I'll be honest; I have not watched past season five because I like to watch it with your guys' podcast. So I like I or not season five, episode five. So oh, okay. I like to watch it with your podcast. So I caught up to record this episode, but I haven't watched past that. And I just remember some wild stuff starting to happen. <laughs> oh yeah, specifically around our girl Jules. Yes. <laughs> Woo! Let's oh talk my, about that. Yeah. Oh my god. I can't I can't like her. Like it is so hard for me to like her because I know what winds up happening with her storyline. I've said this I think in another spoiler segment, Jeremy, I believe. But this is one the twist with Jules is one of the biggest twists I think of the whole show. It's yeah, one of it turns out they hired her to break Heath's heart. Like, I remember watching this for the first time, and I was just, like, floored that that was was the twist. 
Because it's revealed at the very end of the episode when they're in the room and Keith, I think, is leaving a message. Yeah, Keith tells her, I love you, which is like a big step right there. Mm -hmm. That turns out like, oh, shit. The thing is, I hate Dan for this. I don't actually hate Jules because she does feel for Keith. She does feel for him in the end. Yeah. And it's... Yeah. And she does end up falling in love with him. It's it's very complicated. She does. It is a a very complicated situation, but uh, she was still a willing participant, and Mm -hmm. I love Keith, and I don't want his heart broken, so I still... Uh, yeah, I can't. I, I feel can't like she like signed her. on to it thinking like I could. Yeah, this is unethical, but I'll do it because you know at the end of the day I need the money just to survive, which mm-hmm. is totally and completely, completely valid. It's also really hard to watch without knowing how it ends because I look for clues of like is she just saying that because she's like playing a part, or is she actually like like we know she's there because Dan hired her to seduce Keith, so you know, so to speak, but. Is, is she basically, like, reading from a script? Did she go in there, like, with this intention to, like, try the car and, like, do all this stuff? It's really hard to watch. Yeah, like, did she know all that stuff about cars before going in? Or did Dan just feed her that information? That's a, yeah. That's actually a question I've had as well. I was like, how much yeah. of this is the real Jules? And how much of this is the uh, Jules that's manufactured by Dan? Those are great questions to ask. Yeah. I don't think we ever really get the answers to those because she ends up leaving town before, like, anything's officially answered, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. I think her and Keith try to make it work, right? And then it doesn't work out, and that's when Keith comes back to Tree Hill, gets to be with Karen. Keith goes, so at the wedding, it's revealed who she is, and they go to Keith, but Jules already left because Karen confronted her. And then Keith goes after Jules yeah. off screen and it yep. doesn't work off doesn't work out off screen. Right. And then he returns to Tree Hill. So there's yeah, there's a lot that's not really fleshed out with the storyline, to be honest. Yeah. I, I will I don't ship those two together by any means, because no. I mean like you were just saying, it is kind of it's kinda of hard to tell who was the real Jules. And maybe if we got to know that, maybe I'd be a little bit more supportive of her. Um, we do know that she loves Keith, but that's really it. But is that enough? Mm-hmm. You know? I know. Because, like, this this is how the relationship started. It's really deceiving. Like, what does that reveal about Jules character that she would even stoop to that level to hurt anyone like that? I mean, okay, she, yeah. she fell in love with Keith in the end, but she's the one who got herself in this situation. Ugh, right. it's, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. A completely different story, though, which we kind of do have, like, a hard stance on. Karen and Andy, they end up together. Yes. Kind of in a in a surprise, I feel like. Like, it's, is it season five we hear that they are, like, traveling around the world together or something? Yeah, that's when they come back in the town, because it's after the time jump, and then they come back in the town like, oh, Karen's with Andy now. Okay. That's and that's right. how it's revealed. That's right. Yep. Which... I thought that was nice. Because they're on a boat. Like, that's the last time we see Andy, right? He, wasn't he on a boat or something talking to Lucas? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I think yeah. that's the 100th episode, and I think Andy's in the next episode just by himself. Um, but, Like, the writer's strike complicated a bunch of things back then, which that's something we'll unpack as we get to season five. But it's just Andy, like, alone by himself. That's the last time we see Andy. And then the last time we see Karen is in the season finale of season six. Yep. Um, when Luke has the baby, Luke and Peyton. Yes. She comes mm-hmm. back. Because didn't she not come for the wedding, but she came when the baby was born or something? 
She came for both. She did? I thought she did yeah. come to the no, wedding. I don't think she was at the wedding. Yeah, she... I the 100th like... episode of the series? Yeah, she was there. The wedding was really? the 100th episode. Oh, no, not Luke. Lu- I'm talking about Lindsay, Lindsay Lucas's wedding. Not, oh, not Lucas no, no, and no, 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 no. Yeah, sorry. Lucas and Peyton's <laughs> wedding. I feel like there was a comment like, um, oh, it was too hard with flights or something. They'd rather come they when the baby's born. They should just not even born. acknowledge it. Because acknowledging <laughs> it makes it, like, really fake. Like, that would stop his mother from coming. Bad yep. flights. <laughs> Right, exactly. Oh boy, that's crazy. <laughs> Whatever. Yep. <laughs> but obviously they end up together. They're no longer student teacher. Cool. Good for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which I'm happy with. Like, I was pleased to hear that they got back together. Yeah. Because, like, obviously if it wasn't Keith, it was, right. you know, it would be Andy. And he's. Right just as good of a person for real yeah it was like nice closure with karen's story like you believe that she's happy and their thing didn't really work out it was more situational like he was Mm -hmm. being deported but then also like i think he also felt that he she had feelings for for keith too like unresolved feelings it was like both yep i think so did that i mean i gotta rewatch the end of season two so we'll see I told you, I feel like I've been dead weight toward most of the spoiler segments this season because I'm like, I don't remember what happened because I haven't watched it yet, okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all good. You'll find out when you listen to these episodes, Chad. I'm like, I don't remember. <laughs> what happens, Caitlin? <laughs> that makes me feel better because we were, you know, I was looking at the spoilers and, and thinking about what to talk about. And I was like, ooh, besides Jules, I don't have too much to, to share. I feel like I need to go back and rewatch some of this stuff. Mm-hmm been a couple yeah, years for sure well i know jeremy yeah you have something to say about nathan and tim's friendship i do don't you do i <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to talk about that one i think you led that one in the test episode we did oh so i wish i remembered what i saw <laughs> <laughs> i tim Tim's last episode, I can't remember which it is, but uh, this was either it or, like, until, like, no. way in the future, or I can't remember. I think I remembered what I, I think I remember what okay. I said uh, a little bit, actually. Um, but if I fuck up this, uh, this description, then you should go to our Patreon and you can listen to our test episode. Dare Night is the first episode Caitlin and I have ever recorded, and that's not going to be your baby podcaster, so go listen to that. It'll, it's a like fun time, and you can find information about that in our show notes. Anyway, yeah, Nathan and Tim's friendship, it kind of fades over time. I think his last episode in the high school seasons is like the middle of season three, and I remember it's sort of a dream sequence. Oh, yeah. It's, um, and I can't remember the exact episode, um, but like it's, a, it's the one where they're all talking to their guidance counselors, all the students are talking to their guidance counselors about what they're going to do for college and whatnot. And um, Lucas has this fantasy of having a heart attack. And then uh, we see Tim and Dan, like, standing over Lucas's dead body, you know, with their doctors in this little fantasy. And then Tim says, oh, looks like he's 86, yo. And then Dan says, just say he's dead, Tim. (laughs) And that is Tim's last scene in season three. Until flash forward in... 
until we get to season five. five yeah. yep. When he doesn't even have any scenes with Nathan, he ends up being the pizza delivery guy, delivering pizzas to Brooke, Peyton, Lindsay, Mia, Haley. That's <laughs> right. That's the library episode, right? Where they're locked yes. in the library. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great episode. It but is. there's no it mention whatsoever one. of Nathan and Tim's uh, friendship. Except we find out that... Uh, Tim has a kid that he named Nathan. <laughs> yes, with Bevan, right? Didn't he marry yes, Bevan? With Bevan. <laughs> yes. And then they get divorced. Yes. yes. Because she really hated her husband, and we never get any explanation for that once. I love that line, though. I really hated my husband. <laughs> I was married once. <laughs> Just a casual, like, throwaway line. Like, what the hell? I know. I really feel like Tim needed a little bit more respect, to be honest. I mean, so basically this just shows that, like, whatever they were building up in this episode, 205, this friendship between Nathan and Tim, it it doesn't even, like, happen. Like, he's off the show most of the time after this. Yeah. I'm trying to think, when did he join One Life to Live? I gotta look this up now. Bear with me one second. Is that a show or a soap or what? It was a soap opera. Oh. From... Sounds like a soap. Like the 1960s, like 2011 or whatever. Hmm. Hold on. Oh, he tried One Life to Live in 2009. Okay, I mean, it was a a few years later. Um, So on One Life to Live, he played um, one half of an iconic gay couple on the show. Really? Um, Yeah. It was like one of the... Not one of the first, but... Like, one of the first, like, major, like, gay couples on the daytime television. Um, but yeah, that was, like, really big back in the day. His boyfriend was Scott Evans, brother to Chris Evans on the show. Hmm. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Are soap operas still a thing? Are they still on? They're still on. Uh, not as many of them are on anymore, oh, though. okay. I was like, I think General Hospital, Young and the Restless, Days of Our Lives are the only mm. ones left. Interesting. Like, One Life to Live and All My Children ended around the same time. Oh, okay. I used to watch a few of them. Yeah. Actually. My mom loves, um, or I don't think she watches it anymore, but she loved Young and the Restless. So I remember I that. Time. Yeah, she would watch, and <laughs> it was very dramatic. Oh, oh for sure. Yeah. I love soap operas. They're so fake. <laughs> That's so the beauty of it, though. Oh, it really is. But yeah, that was like around 2009. So maybe like... Who knows? Maybe Brett Claywell was looking for other opportunities. Um, or maybe they just kind of come up with, like, other things to write for Tim at the time. Because, you know. Actually, I remember, like, a little passing reference to Tim in season four, where they actually use a lot of ableist language around him. Um, we see Sherry, Tim's stepmom, at a um, at a basketball banquet or whatever. And then she's, she's talking to Dan. She's like, oh, but Tim doesn't go to school here anymore. He's out of school for... Um, Students with like, like he, she doesn't say like special needs, but she says something like sort of dance around it, and then Dan says, "Just say he's slow, Sherry." Oh my god! Oh my god! You're right. Really? I remember this. <gasps> yeah. Oh, I don't remember this, but I also would not be surprised if. Yeah, they and back that. then I wouldn't mm. have thought any of it of it. I'm like, oh, like funny, but now I realize, like, yeah, this is kind of fucked up. Ooh. Yeah. See, I don't know if I said all this stuff in our test episode, Caitlin, but yeah, <laughs> you're right. I did have a lot to say about it. I Tim, knew apparently. you did. I knew you did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, did I have something to say? I don't remember. <laughs> well, Nathan and Tim might as well be strangers. 
Alan, how dare you? You stole my transition. Wow. I could have not do it. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Tell us, what episode are we discussing next week? So next week, we'll be discussing season two, episode six. We might as well be strangers. Should I read the description yes, from the OTH movie box sets? <laughs> yeah. Like, ch- change it up a little bit? <clears throat> According to our description from our OTH DVD box sets, the description reads as follows. Tree Hill is starting to look like Noah's Ark. Lucas and Anna, Brooke and Felix, Haley and Nathan, Jules and Keith, Karen and Andy, Deb and Dan. Everybody's going two by two. That's a terrible description. What the fuck are they even talking about? I know. I thought it was weird, too. No, Noah's Ark. Like, I'm even reading this. I'm like, what episode is this? Yeah, of all the, like, metaphors they could have made, really? Noah's yeah. Ark. Is this, the co- is this the meteor shower episode? I don't know. It might be. I can't remember. I'm not sure okay. either. Well, all right, well, we'll find out when we discuss it in the next yeah. episode. Yeah, <laughs> that description really didn't tell Once us again, much. thanks for joining us, Shanna! <laughs> <laughs> of course. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's always so much fun, and I can't wait to listen to all the episodes for season two. Till next time, three, two, one. We'll We'll be be seeing seeing ya. ya.